Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Rita Chandradaya Gora Bhakta Vinda Gora Bhakta Vinda Gora Bhakta Vinda Jai Rita Chandradaya Gora Bhakta Vinda I wanted to uh, carry on today and, and and read a few more of the points made by uh, Obiel Kapoor in in his book about Lord Chaitanya and his philosophy and, and religion. Um, and I wanted to begin with Keshava Bharati. Keshava Bharati is the Sanyas guru of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, uh, and of course, uh, questions are raised. Uh, it was the son of, of Advaita Acharya, Chutananda, um, who as a child uh, raised this question. Uh, how, Father, how can you say, how can you say that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, has a guru? <laughs> and he was very upset. And Advaita Acharya was very pleased. Um, because it is a fact that when the Supreme Personality of God it is accepting anyone as some sort of guru that is certainly only external because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the original spiritual master of the entire universe. Um, we can begin with Sandipani Muni. Um, so I wanted to begin there. The Gauraganadesh Deepika is saying that uh, that um, oh what happened okay type that in again okay um so the the vedic literature is um, is describing that uh, in the Gor or the Gauraganadesh Deepika, sorry, I'm back. The Gauraganadesh Deepika is saying that Sandipani Muni is is now come as case of a Bharati. Uh, it mentions that others are considering to be a Kurura. Now let us begin with Sandipani Muni. Uh, we remember that Sandipani Muni is described like. Uh, like a mountain. And it is said that Krishna is like the ocean of transcendental knowledge. And when from this ocean of transcendental knowledge, this unlimited resource of transcendental knowledge, a cloud of knowledge arises and that cloud of knowledge is drifting in the sky and just gets stuck on the mountain 
of Sandipani Muni. Then the water raining down from that uh, that cloud of knowledge on the on the mountain of Sandipani Muni is then flowing down in the form of rivers. And so Krishna and Balaram heard transcendental knowledge from Sandipani Muni. Srimad Bhagavatam 10th Canto. Concealing their innately perfect knowledge by their human-like activities, those two omniscient lords of the universe, themselves the origin of all branches of knowledge, next desire to reside at the school of a spiritual master. Thus they approach Sandipani Muni, a native of Kasi, living in the city of Avanti. Yes, uh, themselves the origin of all branches of knowledge. Uh, that is what Bhagavatam is explaining. Sandipani thought very highly of these two self-controlled disciples whom he had obtained so fortuitously by serving him as devotedly as one would serve the Supreme Lord himself. They showed others an irreproachable example of how to worship the spiritual master. Krishna Chakravartitaka, in order to teach others, perfect dealings with the Guru, Krishna and Balaram served, vritim upasatim, the Guru with great devotion, according to the scriptural rules. They were also respected by the Guru. That best of the Brahmanas, the spiritual master, Sandipani, was satisfied with their submissive behavior, and thus he taught them the entire Vedas, together with their six corollaries and the Upanishads. He also taught them the Dhanur Veda, which is most, with his most confidential secrets, the standard book of law, the methods of logical reasoning and philosophical debate, and the sixfold science of politics. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Sandipani Muni taught Krishna and Balaram the confidential portion of the Dhanur Veda, military science, which includes knowledge of the appropriate mantas and the presiding deities of warfare. Dharman refers to the Manu Samhita and other standard law books, Dharma Shastras. Nyaya Patan refers to the doctrine of Karma Mimamsa and other such theories. Anviksikim is knowledge of the techniques of the logical arguments, Tarka. The sixfold political science is quite pragmatic and includes Sandhi making peace, two, Vigraha war, Yana marching, four, Asana sitting tight, five, Dvaita dividing one's forces, and six, Sansaya. Uh, um, sorry, there's ants in this room, they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Sansai, seeking the protection of a more powerful ruler. O King, those best of persons, Krishna and Balaram, being themselves the original promulgators of all varieties of knowledge, could immediately assimilate each and every subject after hearing it and explain just once. Thus, with fixed concentration, they learned the 64 arts and skills in as many days and nights. Thereafter, O King, they satisfied the spiritual master by offering uh, him Guru Dakshin. For details of the 64 arts, one should consult the Tantras. Krishna Balaram 
satisfied Chandayam Asahatu, their guru, by inducing him to accept some remuneration. Please take as Dakshin something that you desire. According to the Amar Coast Dictionary, the word Chanda means desire or allurement. Anyway, so we can see that Sandipani Muni taught Krishna and Balaram in so many ways and uh, extensively taught them the Vedas. Uh, of course, uh, Krishna is the origin of all, all the Vedas, um, and he's also uh, Vedavid, Vedanta Krit Evacham. He knows the Vedas and he is the ultimate uh, goal of the Vedas. Um, he is the cause of all the Vedas. So, in this way, uh, we understand that Sandipani Muni, his role as a guru of Krishna and Balaram, as the teacher, was in, in one sense an external formality, and that Krishna was and Balaram were the real teachers. Hmm. Now we'll go to Keshava Bharati. Um, let's begin here. Thakur Vindavandas clears the mist surrounding Sri Chaitanya Sanyas Diksha by disclosing that it was not strictly speaking Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who received Diksha from case of Abharati, but vice versa. Before Sri Chaitanya actually received the Sanyas mantra from case of Abharati, he said to him, I have received this mantra from a saint in my dream. See if this is correct. And forthwith he whispered the mantra into his ear. Thus, pretending to receive Sanyas Diksha from him, he actually imparted Diksha to him and made him his disciple. Chale Prabhu Kripa Kori Tarasishya Karla. And so, this is what uh, Vrindavan Dastakura is saying. And, uh, and exactly the same thing is said by Murari Gupta in his Kadaja. Vyajena Diksham Guruvesa Dattvalokai Kanato Gurura Vyayatman Guruda Dasyavadya Manisitam Me Sanyasam Mityaha Putamjali Prabhu Kadacha three two nine. Kadacha also says that the mantra which Sri Chaitanya received in his dream was Tatvamasi, which is a ma which is the Mahakavya of the Sankara Sampadaya means you are the same Brahman. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very unhappy to receive the mantra because he could not tolerate his monistic interpretation. Narrating the dream to Murari Gupta, he said, ever since I've seen this dream, I've been weeping. Murari Gupta advised him to interpret the word tatvam according to sastita purusha samasa, according to which it means you are his. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could then reconcile, reconcile himself to it and was happy as we're also told by Kavi Karnapur in his Mahakavya. 
It is apparent from the Kadaja Murari Gupta. Um, okay. That the Diksha of Tasankara Sampradaya was not acceptable to Sri Chaitanya, even in a dream. Um, of course, Srila Prabhupada pointed out that uh, the sannyas initiation was uh, not the same as the uh, as the, as the, as, the, as the initiation taken from the diksha guru, and that uh, the uh, sannyas guru is is more like like a priest performing that particular uh, ceremony, and it is not necessary that the relationship is uh, extending very much after that uh, although some respect may respectful attitude may remain uh, we also see that Srila Prabhupada did not really have a very active intimate relationship sexual relationship with uh, his sannyas guru and that he clearly uh, remained focused on his Diksha Guru. So we don't see the uh, initiation from case of Bharati, the Sanyasa initiation, uh, as very important as creating a great uh, bond. But externally, after taking Sanyas, um, well, we see how the mantras were exchanged and how actually Chaitanya Mahaprabhu chanted the mantra first in the year of case of Bharati. And then we see that after the initiation is over, um, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he just jumps up in the air in such ecstasy. And then everyone gets, gets caught up in this ecstasy and everyone dances. And case of Abharti also dances like mad. And then case of Abharti immediately shows great attachment to his disciple and he wants to stay with him. And, uh, and externally, as they walk away, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu walks in the back. But then we see that uh, shortly after, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is alone with Nichanan and some other associates on the way to, uh, to Radhadesh, the area uh, where the Ganga doesn't flow and so on. Nichananda brings him back to the house of Advaita Charya. So, Keshava Bharati is also uh, mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And that is interesting. On second, Keshava Bharati. Search Chaitanya Charitamrita. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So this is 9, Adilila, chapter 9, text 13 to 15. Parmananda Puri, case of a Bharati, Brahmananda Puri and Brahmananda Bharati, Sri Vishnu Puri, case of a Puri, Krishna, Nanda Puri, Srinashingatirta, and Sukhananda Puri. These nine sannyasis, Roots all sprouted from the trunk of the tree. Thus the tree stood steadfastly on the strength of these nine roots. Case of a Bharati. Case of the Saraswati Bharati and Puri Sampadayas belong to the string Girimat. Hmm. 
mm -hmm. uh, belonged to the Sringiri Mat in South India. And she case of a Bharati, who at that time was, uh, was situated in a monastery in Katwa, belonged to the Bharati Sampradaya. According to the to some authoritative opinions, although case of a Bharati belonged to the Sankra Sampadaya, he had formerly been initiated by a Vaishnava. He is said to have been a Vaishnava on account of having been initiated by Madhavinda Puri, for some say that he took sannyas from Madhavinda Puri. The temple and deity worship started by case of Bharati are still existing in the village known as Katundi, which is under the postal jurisdiction of Kandara in the district of Burdwan. According to the managers of that mat, the priests are descendants of Keshava Bharati, and some say that the worshippers of the deity are descendants of the son of Keshava Bharati. In his household alive, he had two sons, Nisapati and Usapati, and a Brahmana of the name Sri Nakadi Chandravicharatna, who was a member of the family of Nisapati, was the priest in charge at the time that Sri Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati visited the temple. According to some, the priests of the temple belong to the family of Kesava Bharati's brother. Still, another opinion is that they descend from Madhava Bharati, who was not a disciple of Kesava Bharati's. Madhava Bharati's disciple, Balabhadra, also later became a sannyasi to Bharati. Sampada had two sons in his family life named Madhavan and Gopal. Madhavan, whose family's name was Bharati, lived in the village of Aurya, and Gopal, whose family's surname was Brahmatri, lived in the village of Dinduda. There's still many descendants of both families. In the Goraganadas Deepika 52, it is said, Maturayam Yagya Sutram Pura Krishna Yumuni Dado Sandipani Subyut Adya Kesavabharti. Sandipani Muni, uh, who formerly offered the sacred tet to Krishna Balaram, later became Kesavabharti. It is he who offered sannyas to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's another statement about Kesavabharti from the Goraganadas Deepika. 170. According to some authoritative opinion, Kesava Bharati is an incarnation of Akrura. Kesava Bharati offered the sannyas order to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the year 1432, Sakabde, or AD 1510 in Katwa. This is stated in the Vaishnava Manjusa, part 2. So, straight purport of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So we see that here um, in, uh, in the purport, there is something about a connection with, uh, with Madhavendra Puri. And that case of Abharati would have first taken sannyas from Madhavendra Puri, and then possibly later in the Sankara Sampadaya. So that's... Uh, what can we say about these matters? Here is the uh, Supreme Personality of Godhead at work. And it is very clear that his relationship with the, uh, with the Sankara Sampradaya was uh, superficial and that uh, his relationship with Kesava Bharati was also superficial. Now, Keshava Bharati then is counted as one of the nine roots, Siddhas Kaviraj Goswami, 
of the Chaitanya tree. And these are the nine uh, sannyasis that are uh, coming from, uh, from Madhav and the Puri, who is then the original seed of the Chaitanya tree. So it's quite significant that case of Abharti is, is, is identified like that by Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta offers this possibility that he uh, might have taken sannyasi initiation. Uh, so that could be. And uh, I could, I will not uh, speculate any further on that. Um, so that is interesting. Um, And there are a few more. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also spoke to uh, him. Sri Chaitanya was the Lord himself, and he had only formally taken initiation from him so that he might set an example for others. He said to Sri Chaitanya, uh, even before initiating him, Chaitanya Bhagavat Madhya uh, 28, uh, 127 to 29, uh, Jai Bhakti Tomara Amar the bhakti which I notice in you cannot exist anywhere except in God. I know it for certain that you are that, the guru of the whole world. Nobody, nobody can ever be fit to be your guru. But I think you would accept me as your guru only to set an example for the world. To this, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had applied, had replied in the, in the next verse, 130. Maya mora nakkaripakash inadiksha dehe jena hun krishna das. Pray, do not deceive me thus. Give me such dikshas would make me a servant of Krishna. So, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, uh, well, he wanted to be uh, a servant of Krishna. That is very clear. Hmm. Okay. So let us let us leave this for what it is. Um, then in the next chapter, uh, chapter four, materials for the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya. Doubt is sometimes entertained regarding the scholarship of Sri Chaitanya on ground that he did not like the other acharyas write a commentary on the Vedas or produce any work of his own. Uh, he makes the case of Nimai Pandit being a learned scholar and defeating Dick Vijay and so many others. And 
so just remembering, we cannot question that he was a great scholar. And um, then there is some reference. Uh, the Advaita Prakash ascribes to him a commentary on Nyaya, which is which he is alleged to have thrown into the Ganga uh, out of sympathetic consideration for a Brahmana who had also written a commentary on Nyaya, but who apprehended that its importance might be minimized by the more learned commentary of Sri Chaitanya. Hmm. So the Advaita Prakash is not a very, is not a bona fide book. It is supposedly written by Ishan Nagar, who was the servant of Advaita Acharya. However, it uh, it got some details wrong. It describes Achutananda as, as a classmate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which completely contradicts the CC. Um, scholars uh, are, are stating that actually the Advaita Prakash is a work that was written in the 17th century and uh, much later. So we're not accepting the Advaita Prakash as, a, as an authorized and bona fide work. Um, still, when it is mentioned in there that um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wrote this commentary on Yaya mm, uh, and that uh, there was a famous, there's a very famous uh, uh, famous uh, scholar um, Chudamani, uh, I think it's Raghupati Chudamani, or maybe Raghunath Chudamani, I think Raghupati Chudamani. He was a great uh, Nyaya scholar. So it said that that would have been the person and that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wrote a commentary much greater than the, uh, than the famous commentary. Uh, and, but that when the Brahmana showed unhappiness that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just threw it in, in the river. So that story might be, might be true, uh, but it is not mentioned in any of the other uh, biographies. Certain other works are also sometimes ascribed to him, including a commentary on Bilba Mangal's Krishna Karnamrita, mentioned in R.G. Bandhaga's report, um, 1884-87. Um, but these have not been mentioned in the orthodox biographies of Sri Chaitanya. The only work that we can ascribe to him is the Sikshastaka. Mm. Okay. So uh, that is to us also clear. And now, not that we are now going to change that opinion, uh, but okay, um, we have no further information about a commentary on the Krishna Karnamrita. Uh, and, uh, and then the reference to this commentary on, on the Nyaya may be possible. But anyway, even if that was written uh, by Nimai Pandit, 
then it, it was also not relevant because it was dealing with Nyaya and not with Bhakti. So when it was thrown, if it was thrown into the river, then it also showed that it had no, uh, no real value, uh, no real value for the purpose of attaining pure devotional service or Prema Bhumartha Mahan uh, to develop love of God. Um, so, so after uh, after this, after this describing how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu really uh, has not written uh, any works, that then uh, Obiyal Kapoor gets into is instructing his disciples, the six Goswamis, to write, and their books are. Uh, are representing his teachings. And then the uh, uh, it is said, out of the six Goswami, six Goswami, only Ragnad Bhatta Goswami did not write anything. So that is also there. Um, then he raises a point. Um, So there are so many uh, literatures written, uh, the, the Sandarbhas and the uh, Sarvasans, Badini, uh, Jiva Goswami's writings are obviously important. Then here's a paragraph from uh, Obi Kapoor. But since Chaitanya's life of continuous and absorbing devotional ecstasies, throws considerable doubt upon his personal responsibility in such scholastic pursuits. Some scholars do not feel confident that these tenets of a later time actually represent Chaitanya's own views, uh, particularly because Jiva was the youngest of the Goswamis who never came in contact with Sri Chaitanya. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, well, that is an interesting point, but mm, the title Bhagavad Sandarbha, a general planet work which consists in direct exposition of important texts, carefully selected arranged from Srimad Bhagavad, are also taken by them to suggest that they were designed to be a commentary on a considerable portion of Srimad Bhagavatam, rather than treaties expounding the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so then he makes the case how uh, how anyway uh, Jiva Goswami himself is saying that uh, that he has based the work right on original notes which were compiled by Gopal Bhatta Goswami. Gopal Bhatta Goswami was closely working with Rupa and Sanatan. So, and then Jiva Goswami rearranged the, uh, the notes and, and, and added to it and, and 
completed it, but he started off working with the notes of Gopalbhata Goswami. And in this way, um, Jiva Goswami did not just work independently, but he made, uh, he worked, yeah, in conjunction with Gopalbhata, who worked much closer to Rupa and Sanatana, who are very clearly the direct, uh, the direct, uh, well, the ones who were directly ordered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to write. So uh, in this way, um, I think Obi Kapoor does a good job of tying in Jiva um, also uh, as representing uh, the Sandharvas, also representing uh, the ghost swamis and in this way representing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is important uh, because, again, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, unlike, uh, unlike other uh, biographies, we find a lot of emphasis on, on tattva and on philosophy. Mm. Uh, a little less emphasis on lila. Uh, um, one could say that the Chaitanya Charitamrita is describing both tattva and ras, that it established the truth of the teachings and philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a crystal clear way, um, with a lot of evidence, and, uh, and that it at the same time gives us a taste of the mellows that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is experiencing and that his devotees are experiencing. So we see both this tattva and ras in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. If you look in the, uh, in the, in the Chaitanya Bhagavat or in Murari Gupta's Kadacha, um, there's less emphasis. There is tattva, but there is less, and there's more emphasis on the on the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The amazing symptoms of love of God are described, and his uh, his amazing transcendental activities. Um, Chaitanya Charitamrita also has a very elaborate descriptions of the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So now that we are, uh, so now that the point is coming up about uh, the Goswamis representing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to us, the, in, the practitioners of bhakti um, in, in the line of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, there's no question, uh, there's no question. We see uh, there is, there's an unbroken parampara, there's no question of any, any independence. Uh, and even if we see how from, uh, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to, uh, to Rupa Sanatana and then to Jiva Goswami and then to Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, how this knowledge evolves uh, and that in a sense um, these descriptions are, uh, are much more elaborate whatever the Goswamis gave is much more elaborate than what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave we only see that as 
as the lotus that is opening. And how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the closed lotus, if I may offer that analogy. And how the Goswamis just just opened that lotus and and then uh, showed the same points they received from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but then uh, elaborated up, upon it. Right? And they were authorized to do so because they totally understood. So, and yes, uh, here Obio Kapoor makes the point that uh, some say the the Jiva Goswami's uh, Sadhana uh, are just commentaries on on the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, so to try and and draw it in to the realm of, of Chaitanya, they may question. Uh, they may question. But we are pointing out that, no, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the evidence of the Bhagavatam is essential. And the Chaitanya Charitamrita is establishing that very much. Uh, just as Jiva Goswami, uh, you have to understand that the, the Satsandarbhas are basically um, beginning with the Tattva Sandarbha. And the Tattva Sandarbha, in essence, is explaining that, uh, that in the Chandogya Upanishad, it is stated that the Puranas, the Itihasas, uh, are known as the Panchamam Veda. Now, or as it establishes the uh, these literatures as Veda, yeah, in the Chandogya Upanishad. Now, the the smarter Brahmanas uh, make a distinction between Sruti and Smriti, and say Sruti is that scripture which is directly revealed from the breath of the Supreme Lord, and therefore it is perfect. But Smriti is scripture that is remembered, such as the Ramayan Mahabharat, the Itihasas, the Puranas. Uh, these are all Smriti. These are all Smriti comes from Smaranam. Uh, Sruti comes from Sravanam. Sravanam means hearing, Smaranam means remembering. Smriti, that which is remembered. So David said, no, that's less reliable. We cannot accept. But then, the Upanishads are part of the Shruti, and the Chandogya Upanishads is establishing the Smriti as bona fide Veda. So that is supposed, that's evidence they cannot deny because that comes directly from the breath of the Lord, and that is without, that is perfect. So in this way, Jiva Goswami has established in his Tattva Sandarbha that Bhagavatam is actual. Uh, actual proof. And after that, he builds a whole case. Uh, he builds a whole case on Srimad Bhagavatam. And in this way, um, he's teaching very much the truth based on Bhagavatam. Now we're seeing the same thing is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his principal evidence is Bhagavatam. Uh, we're seeing in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Rupa Goswamis, principal evidence is Bhagavatam. 
we're seeing in the and uh, and finally at the end uh, it comes Krishna's Kaviraj, uh, and and his main evidence uh, whenever he represents Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as establishing a philosophical point and evidence is given like for example with the disciples the learned disciples of uh, Prakashananda. Uh, Saraswati, Dhamaya, Vadi, Sanyasis, and Kazi, then the evidence is given in the discussion comes from various sources, Vishnupuran and the Bhagavatam. Uh, the Bhagavatam is by far the most cited evidence in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And so Krishna does is pointing out that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the, uh, yeah, that he that Bhagavatam was his principal evidence. And he says so in the beginning, he says, uh, Lord Nichananda, Lord Chaitanya drive away nescience by the two Bhagavats, uh, Adilila. So, Adilila one. So in this way, uh, we are accepting um, that all these Acharyas are on one line with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But as scholars sometimes see it, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is one, Rupa and Sanatan is two, Jiva Goswami is three, and, 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 and Krishna's Kaviraj is four. And they see them all as independent munis, you know, like, I mean, who are just all propounding their own philosophies and, and even use Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, to... Uh, to present their own views, uh, twist, give it a twist of their own. But that is not how, uh, how, it is, how, how it should be understood. It should be understood that Rupa and Sanatan are the complete, uh, transparent, uh, via media, uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings and that uh, Jiva Goswami equally so faithfully represents these teachings and that subsequently uh, Krishna's Kaviraj uh, Goswami is also very carefully, very carefully representing uh, the same teachings and that is why uh, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami was chosen as the as an author um, because uh, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami was chosen because he had uh, to write by the Vaishnavas in Vrindavan because they were listening to the Chaitanya Bhagavat and they wanted to hear the final pastimes which Krishna knew uh, which he had heard from Raghunadas Goswami. But what they also wanted was, uh, it had to be bona fide, and Vrindavan meant the Goswami school. And Krishnadas was a prominent, a prominent scholar in the, uh, in, 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 the, in the Goswami school of Rupa and Sanatana. Therefore, he was the perfect person on both counts. So this is the, uh, yeah, something. Okay, let's see what else. 
Yeah, so he says that there were also notes written, kadachas, uh, um, when it comes to the biographies. Uh, he said by three personalities. He added that uh, by Murari Guptas, Rup Damodar, and Raghunathas. Uh, but the kadachas of Rup Damodar and Raghunathas have not yet been recovered, while the one written by Murari, being purely a narrative of events, is is of a little, yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's less philosophical. Then says there's supposedly another Kadacha, which is supposed to be written by Govindadas Karmakar, a contemporary of Sri Chaitanya. And it is an, an DC, Dr. DC Sin, uh, like a, uh, a scholar of Calcutta University in the 1930s, uh, who also published a book on, on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, an expert again on Chaitanya. Uh, he looks at Govinda Das's book, uh, but it is, uh, it is uh, pointed out that this is not just to be accepted because um, he says, okay, let's say, there's yet another Kadaja alleged to have been written by Govinda Das Karmakar, a contemporary of Sri Chaitanya, which is held in high esteem by Dr. D.C. Sen, but which on account of the modern Bengali language in which it is presented and serious mistakes in its description of the personality, conduct and teachings of Sri Chaitanya does not to be deserved does not deserve to be treated without suspicion. Yes, yes. So when we are looking at uh, uh, at material that is available about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, um, unfortunately, is written with ulterior motives and many things, many of the uh, writers were indeed using Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to, to uh, propound their own agenda. And what is new under the sun? And, and so, uh, therefore, we uh, start looking at, at books, um, outside of the books that, uh, that we know are authorized by our acharyas, then we have to be uh, very careful and not just uh, uh, think, oh, what nectar have we just now found? Uh, no, uh, it is to be uh, treated with some suspicion and only uh, those who are more scholarly might have a look at it. Uh, but most of the time simply uh, so that we can totally dismiss these kinds of works um, because it is our business to uh, to establish uh, in that wilderness of all these things that are written by followers of Veta, Acharya, Nietzsche, Nandavamsa, Advaita, and just to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, 
uh, would just go cut, uh, go, go to there and cut with a machete and cut down uh, all, uh, cut, cut the opposite and kept the pure core. Because the teachings after Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left, there was so much, so much misinterpretation of his teachings. And in the present, we will also see such books. We will see learned treaties coming out of Radha Kund. But, uh, but although there is scholarship, uh, it is it is not representing uh, not representing the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in um, in a proper way. Yeah, so Okay, so he gets into the biography, so I'm not going to do a big thing about it now. Um, he gets into dating again, and uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it would be good to go one day uh, to the whole thing. And, uh, and, and, uh, So uh, I'll leave. Uh, I think with this, I'll leave OBL Kapoor for for what it is. It will be interesting to go through his book and just collect all the dates and add them to the chronology. And if there is someone out there who would be interested in doing it, I could send them a copy of this book and they could just go through it and of course read it, uh, you know, read it with some, uh, what can I say? Uh, it is scholarly work, so it's not just that you drink it in like everything that's written here is true. Um, um, no, it's more, it's trying to unravel history. Um, it is trying, um, it is trying to provide a background of the Hare Krishna movement. And it is, uh, but it is, uh, that is in itself uh, a useful exercise, I think. And uh, if we take the dates, the dating, and a little bit of uh, the rationale, you know, the reasoning why a particular date was chosen, and take out these passages and compile it into one document. That could be useful. I think 
we want to really build an extensive chronology as much as we can um, of uh, and the chronology can include for example uh, uh, yes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu his contemporaries uh, then okay we can look at a few uh, major uh, major world events sort of happening at, at the same time you know I mean, Columbus reaches America pretty close to the birth of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, in 1489, whereas Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears 1486. Um, 1517, uh, Luther is coming up with his reformation. And in the course of his reformation, uh, breaks off from the traditional, uh, from the church. And he begins to write the Bible in German. And we see in the same way, we see that uh, amongst the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we're seeing that uh, some are writing in Sanskrit, which is the going language, and which is the language of the Brahmanas. In the same way as in Christianity, uh, everything was in Latin and Hebrew. And uh, so only scholars, therefore only Brahmanas, Sanskrit, only priests, Latin and Hebrew, uh, they were the ones who would study scripture and then be, and in this way, the priests, the Brahmanas, were the via media to the people. And then we see that Luther in 1517 starts to, give it all directly to the people and cuts out the whole via media. And that is the most significant thing of the Reformation, that it allows everyone to go directly to God. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the same way is uh, his contemporaries, uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, it is Bengali, the Chaitanya Mangal, it is Bengali, the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita is a mixture of Bengali, but also quoting Sanskrit verses as evidence. Um, but still, it is Bengali. And it is uh, but a higher Bengali than uh, a more elevated Bengali than the Chaitanya Bhagavad, which is more accessible to the common man. Uh, but in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his teachings become available, very available to everyone to directly themselves start reading. And we see that now, uh, we see how Srila Prabhupada just took up this work of translating, uh, translating the, uh, the books specifically relevant to, uh, to, to bhakti, to Sudha bhakti, to pure devotional service, into English, and in this way to make it directly available to uh, to the um, to the people at large. Of course, that doesn't mean that there are no more teachers, and that it just becomes uh, becomes a matter of everyone, uh, each man for himself with the book. Uh, then we're looking at the. Uh, 
of what happened to the, the Sikh tradition, where at one point, after a number of gurus, um, basically Guru Govind Singh, I think it was, who said that after me, there will be no more gurus. And then it became the book. And then we see that since then, it is the Granth Sahib, the book that guides people. Um, so uh, then everyone interprets the book. But we see that no, gurus remain, right? Gurus remain, Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. But nonetheless, uh, everyone can directly access also transcendental knowledge and can directly um, associate with transcendental knowledge and be purified. And misconceptions, yes, may arise and may be rectified by uh, in the association of, of guru and sadhu. Right? So it all goes hand in hand. But in smarter Brahmanism, it's like basically no one, no one can possibly look at, uh, at any scripture. The Dharma Shastras are extremely uh, rigid. In the Dharma Shastras, it says that even if a sudra, right? first of all, a brahmana, before reading scripture, brahmana must fast. Then if somehow or other, a brahmana sees a sudra, or if the shadow of a sudra touches the brahmana, then that brahmana should fast again before reading the scripture. So where's the question that a sudra can ever approach scripture? So in this way, uh, but the Vaishnav perspective um, is that the, uh, the transcendental knowledge itself uh, is, is purifying the heart. Nasta Priyesu Abhadri Suni Chambhavati Seviya Bhagavati Uttamasloke Bhakti Bhavatika Nesthiki Shingvatasvakata Krishnam Punya Sravana Kirtanam Ridhyanta Stohi Abhadrami Vitunati Saritsatam So these are all verses describing that the heart gets purified by Bhagavatam. Tatvak Visargo Janatagavi Blavo Yasmin Patislokam Abhadavati Api Namaniya Tashiya Soni Kitaniya Srimanti Grinanti Gayanti Sadhava. So in this way, um, the potency of scripture um, and to directly associate with scripture is, is is something that is made available in the movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it's interesting that uh, Luther, who is completely a contemporary, is, is doing a similar thing within Christianity. Okay, that was it for today. I thank you. And uh, let us see what we can do in, in days to come. The adventure of exploring the ocean of, of 
the pastimes and teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through various lenses is something that never tires us. And we pray that we may just continue and continue to explore that ocean deeper and, and wider. And that in that way, we'll become deeply absorbed in, in always remembering the glory of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because by always remembering the glory of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, we ourselves uh, become part of that glorious reality, um, which is his, uh, yeah, which consists of his vision, his teachings, his pastimes. Hare Krishna.